Two big questions after last night's Predators loss to the Edmonton Oilers. One, why do the Predators look so bad? And two, what did Nashville do to piss off Leon Dreisaitl? Try to answer both of those questions today on the Locked On Predators podcast. Your Locked On Predators, your daily podcast on the Nashville Predators. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you for making Locked On Predators your first listen of the day. Every single day, we are your free Nashville Predators podcast. That's available to you wherever you get your podcasts and, of course, on YouTube. I'm Nick Morgan. I'm a writer and editor at OnTheForeCheck.com, and I have a partner in crime. You do. I am Ann Kimmel. I'm a writer and editor at InsideThePreds.com. Leon Dreisaitl. What in the world? Let's talk about this. Uh, in his last 10 games versus the Latin Nashville Predators, 20 goals, 10 more assists, 30 points versus the Nashville Predators in his last two games. Hey, you know what? 10 points in his last two games. Oh my gosh, Nick, stop. Five (laughs) points per game over his last two games versus the Nashville Predators. Had a goal and four assists last time they played back at the start of November. Uh, Two goals and three assists last night. I mean, like, is this... I, I. I cannot recall the last time I have seen this level of domination uh, against any one opponent from any one individual player. Like, I mean, we know, like, Leon Dreisaitl is a really good player. Sure. We know that. And so is Connor McDavid, who who also had himself a big night last night. But it's just, like, it's... It's becoming like a joke almost. Like when Leon Dreisaitl like started scoring and then added like an assist last night. Like I just was just like kind of like cheering. I was like cheering. I was like, this is this is funny. This yeah. is just hilarious at this point. I honestly thought, had I been at the game, just out of respect, if he scored another hat trick against Predators, I would just toss a hat. Just yeah. just out of like, you know what? We are your fiefdom. Like you are you are the boss of us. And I I pay you tribute of a national predator's hat, which there is there is something. What is the thing? Is it what is the thing? I mean, he literally owns Bridgestone Arena. He owns yeah. Bridgestone Arena. He owns the Nashville Predators, you know, and, and it's one thing if it's Connor McDavid, because Connor McDavid owns the rest of the NHL in a lot of ways. But Leon Dreisaitl, there is a special sort of relationship, quote unquote, that exists between Dreisaitl and the Nashville Predators and the Nashville Predators need to get out of this relationship. And they sure didn't last night. No, it's, no. I mean, it's, it's, it's crazy. Uh, 
how easy it looked for him against the Nashville Predators. But it's wild because it's like, I mean, the Predators have played like Alex Ovechkin and, you know, Patrick Kane over the years and Sidney Crosby. And, you know, they're, they're, some of those players will have big games, but, you know, you'll also see, you know, games that they'll just be like shut down or they'll right. be quiet. Yes. This is like consistently like that line, that McDavid uh, dry side line. And hey, Zach Hyman had a hat trick last night. So let's throw him <laughs> in the mix. Yep. Uh, it's just, it's, it's crazy. It's just, it looks like, you know, you go on the ice and it's like, yep, this, this is it. It's yeah. there's the goal coming right here. Yeah. And you're, is, and you're is, able to call it like almost every single time you're like, yep, there's, there it is. Yeah. Is it mental? Is it mental on the part of the Nashville predators or is it mental on the part of Leon Dreisaitl? Is he like, Oh, Hey, it's a little bit like a vacation, except I'm going to score a lot of goals and have a lot of fun when I do it. Like, what is this with Leon Dreisaitl? Is it just luck? Because it doesn't feel like luck. 30 points does not feel like luck. Is it just their style of play, too? Like, the way they play? Like, how fast, how agile they are? Like, is it just, like... It, it, you know, it's almost like, oh, the Predators haven't seen a player like those two, but it's, you know, is, is that even, is that even true? I mean, you know, the, the Predators the, have they, seen other fast teams. There is. Yeah. Yeah. They, I mean, they, they get looks at Colorado a bunch. I mean, mm-hmm. saw what happened that time, but you know, that they also got looks at the Tampa Bay lightning and, you know, look, they've, mm-hmm. they've, so those teams will ha- have had the Preds number lately, but you know, it's not like, Nikita Kucherov or Nathan McKinnon or anybody like that is consistently scoring like five points a game against them, like every single time they play. Well, and you wonder, there's a part of me that's like, is it that the Predators are so consumed with Connor McDavid that Leon Dreisaitl just gets a free pass? But clearly it doesn't appear that way because Connor McDavid also you know, had a really good game and lots of other teams, you know, when the Oilers are playing your team, your team has to account for Connor McDavid. Every team has to account for Connor McDavid because he is like no other. He really is like no other right now in the NHL. Um, So why does Leon Dreisaitl, why is it so outrageous with the Predators not versus other teams? You know, there is there is a thing there is some sort of hockey voodoo, <laughs> I, and and I don't know if burning sage. I don't know if you know kidnapping him at the airport. I'm not advocating that. That's illegal. But there there has to be Thank a you for way. Clarifying that that's illegal. Let me clarify that is illegal. You know, but there has to be some way for the predators to break this dry sidle curse because it is i mean it's 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 really funny i mean like it is now a yeah. joke i mean like it's 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 lore in nashville predators land yeah like like i said like you can't admit it this one is just not funny yeah yeah I mean, yeah and they have they're one probably... week to figure out how to break the curse they have one yeah. week we need to do a ted lasso roll a trash can in everybody from the predators bring in something that means the most to you and mm-hmm. let's burn it on the 50 yard line yeah or just like get a bunch of like motor oil 
like go, go, go to AutoZone and take like the oil, a bunch of motor oil from you know to represent the Edmonton Oilers and just like set it free into the sea. It's also probably really harmful for the environment. So don't and advocate probably that. Also keep, illegal. Keep the, keep the top on. Like keep the top on. Still probably just, gross. Just, you know what? There's we. I just don't want to give up five points to one individual <laughs> player for the fifth time. And no. Yeah. Uh, all right. Well, let's talk more about this game in a second. We, of course, got to recap our one word and uh, a couple other highlights from the game, including uh, are the Preds in trouble right now? And I think the answer to that is probably yes. But first, want to mention today's show is brought to you by Bet Online. BetOnline.net, your number one source for sports betting info, stats, news, and analysis. You can get the latest odds and trends for every professional league out there from pro football, college bowl season, to pro and college basketball, World Cup, and of course, everything you need to know with hockey. They got it all at betonline.net. And if you love sports podcasts like us, you can find those at betonline.net as well. Always the fastest and easiest way to get your betting info. So head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. Bet online where the game starts. All right, Ann, we are talking Predators versus Oilers. Predators lose six to three last night. Predators actually got on the board early with a Cody Glass goal. You think, yeah, all right. Okay. Things, things are going the right way. Uh, and then things did not go the right way. Oilers went up 3-1. Uh, Ryan Johansson cut the lead back. Leon Dreisaitl scored immediately after that. Dante Fabro cut it back again to 4-3, but a McDavid power play goal right at the second period and a Zach Hyman empty netter at the third period. Uh, that, that sealed the deal. 6-3 for the Edmonton Oilers. And your one word to describe the game. Well, you can tell with my one word that I was feeling a little snacky during and after this game. So my one word is mallow cup. Have you ever had a mallow cup? Oh yeah. Okay. My one word is mallow cup because here's the thing about mallow cups. It looks like a Reese's. Okay. But instead the inside is like whipped marshmallow cream and it's got like little chocolate, little coconutty kind of action going on. Yeah. And it's not that it's absolutely inedible, but the problem with the mallow cups is they look enough like the packaging looks just enough like a Reese's that if you're just not focused, you can walk through the checkout line and grab a mallow cup instead of a Reese's. And you end up, you know, it's not inedible, but it's just not what you wanted. It's not a Reese's. And that's how this game felt to me. Like, I know everybody, you know, feels like this game was a dumpster fire. And there were definitely some things that we're going to talk about coming up that were dumpster Mm fire-ish. But it wasn't total trash. This game wasn't total trash. But this game also was not a Reese's Peanut Butter Cup. This game was not at all what I wanted. This game didn't taste quite right. This game had a little bit of coconut that I wasn't expecting. And it just wasn't a Reese's. This, for me, was a total Mallow Cup game. Yeah, just, this is your, you just had 10 mellow cups in, in two games. Yes. 
from uh, old man Leon Dreisaitl's candy shop down the street. That's right. And and it's and it hurts, friends. <laughs> yeah. Um, to me, my one word, uh, it comes from the office office space. Or the okay. movie office space. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is Inatech. And if you don't know, if you've never seen Office Space, Inatech is the company uh, that the main character, Peter, works for that basically looks like your stereotypical awful nine to five job. Uh, it is just everybody is walking around with like low energy. You know, they've got uh, Bill Lumberg, the boss, played by the great Gary Cole, who's just walking around with a coffee mug going, yeah. That'll be great. It is just, and it's just like the whole movie. Like anybody that that works there looks like so unmotivated, so tired, so sleepy. Just looks like they cannot get ready to get through the day. Like they're just like there to like you know watch the clock tick down mm-hmm. and then bail. And and like I hate to say it, but it just feels like. That's the Nashville Predators over this last little stretch run, this four-game losing streak, um, especially these last two games against St. Louis and um, yeah. you know against Edmonton last night. It just, it just they look, they look off, and I, I can't quite put my finger on it. It's just they're they're not playing like with the same intensity that got them off to such a good start last night or last mm-hmm. year. And I, I, I don't, I, I can't quite put my finger on it, but it's just like, it feels like, it feels like they just got an office job. Like it feels like, you know, Philip Forsberg is going to skate on the ice with a little, like, like a blue dress shirt and a yellow tie and slacks or something like that. And it's just going to like kind of watch Leon Dreisaitl in the corner as he's sipping his morning coffee and like kind of haphazardly like I'll defend. Uh, okay. He, he scored. Oh, well, like, it's just, it's just so it's like, I, 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 I don't know. And I, what's, what's your take on how they're playing right now? I think that's a really interesting analogy because I can see what you're talking about with, some of the players, I will say, I see some of the players playing better than that, that are putting in the work. Oh, but the and prob- we'll talk about those players. Yeah, and we'll sure. talk about those. There's the a problem- player's highlight. Yeah, the problem is, and what I agree that I'm seeing with you is it's almost like, you know, we know that the top players are not performing for Nashville right now. They have not been performing the way the Predators need them to. And you know, Matt Duchesne and Philip Forsberg last year, just record setting year. It was incredible. Obviously, it's going to be difficult to replicate that. And yet, not only have they not replicated that, they it's not even just a statistical, you know, abnormality where they're at. I mean, they are I, I feel like they are struggling. And I wonder almost if they are confused about the on ice product. Like that's almost the vibe I get from some of these players, especially the top players. Are you confused about your role on the ice? Are you confused about what is happening with this team? And I don't mean that in a condescending way, like they don't know the sport, like they don't know what they're doing on the ice. Of course they do. But it's almost like 
you know, you would have games that the Nashville Predators would lose and they could come out and they would be able to tell you very clearly, like, this isn't something that we didn't do. This is something that we didn't do. But, you know, here's how we can fix it. And and they would be frustrated by a game, but you could almost see the process of the reset mentally starting for them, even in the post game. You, you know, you kind of felt like, okay, they're going to be frustrated about this loss, but then they're going to dig in. And it's almost like they've lost that second step. Uh-huh. Like these last couple of games, this, you know, they came off these amazing wins against the devils and against the Islanders. But these last couple of games, it's like after St. Louis, it's like they almost don't know how to reset and they look a little bit off on the ice. And I wish I had a better way to describe it than off. Well, it's like, you know, like towards the end of the game, because you're talking about, you know, they get frustrated and stuff at the end of the game. They're, it looks like they're just starting games frustrated. Yeah. Almost. Yeah, it's just like you can yeah. tell, like, you know, some of those like early chances for the Predators, like it's just like, you know, you know, you could you could tell, you know, Tanner Janot, you know, didn't get a chance in the first period and just his body language was just like, like, my man, you're going to have, like, 10 more shifts this game. Like, mm-hmm. you know, chin up. Yeah. Um, you know, you're, you're just seeing that from a lot of players. I mean, he did have another chance, blow it, and then just pop a guy, leading to another Leon Dreisaitl power play goal. Um, that needs to change. But it's just, yeah. like, there's, you know, you hate to speculate on anything that's happening in the locker room, like what the conversations are, mm-hmm. um, what anybody's kind of mental state is at the moment, but it's just, they, there's, there's no belief right now. You know, there's kind of yeah. no energy and that's where, you know, that's where like the in thing came from. It's just, it does, nobody really looks super motivated. And I imagine, you know, they are, they're professional athletes. I would sure. 100% imagine they are frustrated right now and would love to do anything to turn this around. Yes. But, it's it's just it's from the fan perspective, from our perspective, when we watch it on TV, when we see it in person, you're not seeing that textbook kind of Nashville Predators intensity where, mm-hmm. you know, like even if you're getting, you know, blasted, like f- giving up 40 shots and, you know, you, you can only get 20 on it. You can see the hitting. You can see, you know, how much they're pressing on the counter, um, you know, on, on like an odd man rush or something. You see everybody heading towards the net. You see people diving, you know, for pucks. Credit to Dante Fabro last night. Yes. Almost made one of the best mm-hmm. plays you've ever seen for the Nashville Predators. Incredible, yeah. Yeah. Didn't end out all, so great, but. Yeah, maybe of all time. Uh, yeah. And I don't say that lightly. If if the puck stayed out, yeah. um, and it's unfortunate it didn't. But, you know, you, you see guys like that. But there's also, and it's funny because you go back to the Dan Hynote quote from a few days ago the one that got lindsey rowley mm-hmm. canceled by youths on twitter yes um where it's like he's like saying well you know you know i kind of wish i had you know a lot of guys that played like cole smith right but you do because like cole smith is trying like he's yeah. out there like motivated you at least like notice him 
during mm-hmm. shifts when he's like, you know, pressing a forecheck or rushing to the net or trying to, you know, taking a hit from a defenseman so he can go into the corner to take a puck. Yeah. Like you don't see that from a lot of the players right now. Mm-hmm. So, I agree. Yeah. yeah. And I want to ask, I have a, a theory okay. and I want to test it on you and see what your thoughts are on this. And we're going to dive into that in just one second. But first, we want to thank you for making Locked on Predators your first listen of the day. For your second listen, go ahead and check out Locked on Sports today. From the games that matter the most to the biggest stories in sports, you get to go beyond the scoreboard and behind the scenes with local experts and insights that only Locked on can provide. So check out Locked on Sports today. It's available on this app, on YouTube, and wherever you get your podcasts. All right, uh, so I, I just I, we're talking about players and in seeing kind of this hard to quantify but observable energy confidence factor, and you're you're mentioning Cole Smith. Cole Smith, I see what you're talking about. Um, I saw it last night with Cody Glass. You know, you saw it last yeah. night at times with Yuso Parson. And now I know statistically, maybe he didn't have his best game, but you see people with a hundred percent pursuit of the, the game doesn't mean that they're, you know, necessarily scoring all these goals, but at least, you know, they are a hundred percent in the game. One of the things that John Hines is known for, and I know John Hines is under a lot of fire and I'm not adding fuel to that, but John Hines is very upfront about you earn your playing time. And we saw that very clearly last night. Ryan Johansson was dropped down in dropped down, was shifted around in the lineup um, because and I think it wasn't explicitly said. But, you know, in the game before this, three penalties against St. Louis and just kind of kind of dumb penalties. So John Hines holds these players accountable and John Hines really has very little regard for your cap hit. He has very little regard for the name on your back of the Jersey. If you are not playing well, he tends to address that. And I wonder if that is causing some of these players, not causing it, but how does that affect these players? You know, are they playing more hesitant? Like I look at Matt Duchesne and I think, is Matt Duchesne playing more tentative? And if so, why? Well, also not sure that why, why did Matt Duchesne miss, you know, a, a big portion of the game last night? You know, yeah. he, he went from the beginning of the third, second period to midway through the third without taking a shift. And I don't think we got uh explanation for that last night just kind of speculation that since he returned to the game it was probably banged up banged up no confirmation from the team don't know no confirmation from the team yeah that's fine but that's that's an interesting uh thing to ask but i mean Yeah. yeah i mean you're noticing some players you know we we mentioned um you know, Dante Fabro last mm-hmm. night, who I thought was probably the best player on the ice all around for the Nashville Predators. One of the, probably his best game ever. Close sure. to it. Yeah, I don't disagree. Uh, mm-hmm. Cody Glass, you know, not only did uh, he score that goal at the beginning, but you saw him buzzing around the night. And like you said, people earning their ice time, Glass had about 16 minutes last night, yes. which is one of the most. And he played 
a lot of time on the power play. Played more time on the power play uh, than Mikhail Granlund, than mm-hmm. Ryan Johansson, than Matt Duchesne. Yeah. Um, you know, was second in forwards only to uh, Philip Forsberg. So you, you kind of are seeing what you said. Like John Hines is saying, it's like, okay, you know what? If some of you top guys aren't doing it, then I'm going to give the younger guys a chance. And that is why, like, people – that's why people like Cole Smith keep getting ice time. Yes. Is, look, you know, they may not be as skilled as you like. They may not be, you know, the answer to all of your scoring woes. But at least they're going to go out there and put out an effort. Mm-hmm. At least they're going to go out there and go balls to the wall every shift. And – Quite frankly, and you haven't been able to say that about some of the Predators players. And it's also, you know, not limited to just the top guys, but a lot of the guys you're counting on for yes. energy. Like Tanner Janot, you know, we, we've talked about him not finding the net before, but where's just that energy, that Tanner Janot energy from last year, where it's like you can feel him on the yes. ice. Like, it's just you sense his presence and you know, like, whenever he's out there, he's going to forecheck. He's going to throw a big hit. He's going to piss somebody on the other team off. It's just that's that's missing from him this year. It's not, you know, say what you will about him not being able to find the net, although that's a big problem, too. But it's just that that same intensity is not there from last year. And same with Yakov Trenin. And it's you go up and down the lineup and it's just like it's it's almost like oh yeah that guy yeah i guess he hasn't really been doing much like right you know at least like the players you know even if they weren't scoring you could tell when they're on the ice because you're like oh yeah here comes you know this is this is gonna get crazy uh or like here comes a fight or here comes mm-hmm. like a big hit like this is this is gonna be like some fire this line it's just like you know going going through the motions and it's so many people on this team and I I, it, I don't know why, and it's crazy because, and look, I am, I am not saying this to fan any sort of fire, but the way the Preds are playing right now, it, I mean, it kind of does remind you a little bit of 2019, 2020, right before Peter Laviolette got fired, where it just looked like, you know, the ironically the Preds were playing better then than they are now. But it just looked like, you know, there there was something missing from the team. There was some belief missing. There was some yes. energy not there. And it just kind of looked like going through the motion, sleepy hockey. And it kind of seems like that is now. And look, you know, like if we need to change the coach, we need to change the coach. But the bigger concern is that would be the second time with this core group of players right. that you right. had to do that. And, and look, that, yeah, the, yeah, you can blame the coach all you want. Like, you know, say what you will about John Hines's system or anything like that. Or, you know, we need new ideas or we need, you know, people that are going to play this player or whatever. But to me, at any time, like, you know, if this is if this is what's happening where your star players or your players are just going to, you know, get frustrated and disappear. Like, is that a different conversation we need to have? Because this this would be now the second time mm-hmm. in, what, four years that you've had to make a major shakeup just because, you know, the locker room seems 
disinterested. And again, not speculating like, you know, what's going on right. in the locker room. You know, we heard some stuff about the Peter Laviolette era. You know, we we don't know if, you know, the, the Preds may still love John Hines. Mm-hmm. You know, we, we hear a lot of stuff, you know, from last season about the players believing him. We don't know what's going on. But if you're going the route where they need to make a major shakeup again because it just, you know, you need to do it for the sake of something needs to change. At that point, it's like, okay, what's the players blame in this? Right. And if you remember when David Poyle fired Peter Laviolette, he was very clear in that press conference. I am doing this because we need to make a change and I cannot fire all these players. Yeah. You know, and so some, you know, this responsibility, like you said, a lot of this has to go back on the core guys. You have got to figure out what is happening if there is something happening in the locker room and you have to lead this team out of it. You know, and that will translate onto the ice. Another on ice thing real quick that we probably need to talk about, and it's going to be excruciating and we know it, it's the power play. Yes. Five opportunities on the power play. Yesterday, before the game, when they were practicing, Alex Doherty was at practice and said they spent a lot of time on the power play. They made some adjustments on the personnel side of the power play. And I thought it was really interesting. Um, Dan Lambert during an interview, I think before the third period was talking and he said something and I should have gone back to listen to it because I don't want to misquote it. But the gist was that they needed to stick to the script on the power play. And I thought that was really interesting because you could see them setting up some specific opportunities, Mm -hmm. but they didn't cash in. What is happening on this power play? What is happening on this power play? And it's funny because like the first couple power plays the Preds had, I think they had four shots on the first one. Mm-hmm. And yeah. you're like saying, okay, they didn't score, but that you know, it was good. You like what they yeah. were doing. Yes. Uh, and then the lot and then the last couple, it just seems like they kind of went back into their default mode. Um, you know, I, I can't remember who said it on Twitter last night. Uh, so if you're listening and you said this, uh, not trying to steal credit. Just can't remember who you are. Um, but they're basically, you know, pointed out it's like the Preds are trying the exact same play on the power play, like the same entry, mm-hmm. the same setup. They're trying the exact same thing on every power play. And Edmonton is catching on and they're figuring out how to defend them. And that's why over time, you know, it looked like the Predators' power play just right. got worse. It's, you know, because Edmonton saw pretty clearly what they were doing taken away it's like you know those old days under peter laviolette where it was like you know get pk suban or get ryan ellis in that alex ovechkin circle congrats to 800 by the way um did get him in that circle and just you know set up that big one-time shot and you know once you didn't have pk suban anymore then all you had to do was just kind of have one guy hovering around that circle and you would take that away. And then that's where the Preds power play kind of got bad as opposed to last year where it was just, it was movement based where they weren't trying to set up a particular person. They were just trying to get a guy in space. And then all of a sudden maybe you have like that tic-tac-toe or cross-eyes pass down low and you can open that up because there's so much movement or there are different guys skating in and out. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, so yeah, I don't know if something changed this past year, but 
Yeah, it's, yeah. it's, it's, it's been hard to watch, you know, they've struggled at times. And I think you're right. I think as the game went on, it, it got more difficult because they really were kind of doing the same thing in Edmonton, like you said, totally onto them. But I wish we would see more folks in front of the net because it seems like where the predators have had some success on the power play is like tip in goals and rebounds, tip in yeah. goals and rebound, like know who you are. If, if a greasy goal is the way you score on the power play, hoop de do nobody cares. It's a goal. So, yeah, there's, it was a frustrating game if your name was not Leon Dreisaitl. Yeah. Or Zach Hyman. Or Zach Hyman. Or, or anybody <laughs> in an Oilers jersey. <laughs> yeah. Uh, any Anybody on that top line. Yeah. Uh, well, here's where the Preds are right now. They have now lost four straight. They're 12, 12, and three. Uh, their next game is at Winnipeg, uh, who's second in the Central Division right now. Uh, first, if you're going on points percentage, they're having a very, very hot start to the year, although they have lost two straight. Um, this is, it is pregame for this is going to be extremely interesting. And because you just feel like you just feel like something, something is going to be different. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It, I the mean, predators it has have to be to. at this point. Yeah. Yes. Well, it feels like a must win. It feels like a you must turn this around. You must turn this around. We're getting we're getting into the deep weeds. So we'll see what happens before the game. Of course, we'll be here tomorrow to pregame it. Uh, if we hear anything from practice today, uh, we will uh, we'll let you know tomorrow and talk about it on tomorrow's Lockdown Predators podcast. And where can the people find your work? You can find my work at InsideThePreds.com, and you can find me on Twitter at AnnK underscore Mama on Ice. You can find me at underscore NSMorgan on Twitter or read my work at OnTheForeCheck.com. However you're listening to this, whether you're listening on your favorite podcasting platform or you're watching us on YouTube, be sure to subscribe, leave a comment, give us a rating. That really helps us out. And as always, you can interact with us on Twitter at LO underscore Predators. Let us know what you think of the team right now, last night's game, and whether you're responsible for pissing Leon Dreisaitl <laughs> off enough that he now treats Nashville like his personal MMA punching bag that's going to do it for us on today's lockdown predators podcast thank you for making us your first listen of the day we'll be back tomorrow with an all-new episode we'll see you then